Hello, welcome to Headroom, my podcast which picks the rich fruit from my daily radio show. And in this, I was asking people to tell me about the moment when they realised they were old. Oh yeah, there is often a single moment. There, there you are skipping about, and in your mind, you're as young as you ever were. You, you know, like, I think your internal age is a kind of composite of all the best bits of you between about 16 and 32. So there you are, and according to you, you're not old. Maybe there's a grey hair here and there. Maybe, maybe there's a creak in the knees, and maybe you've started to make a noise when you get out of a chair. But, but you, old... No way. And then somebody else makes you feel as ancient as the earth. Maybe it's a young person offering you a seat on the bus. Maybe it's a kindly smile and a change in tone from a young person. Hang on, you want to say, are you using the slightly patronising voice that young people use around old people? Why would you be doing that to me? So anyway, I thought it would be funny to collect examples of when this has occurred. That moment when the rest of the world said... You old Jack. Working in a kitchen and a regular customer asked the waitress if I was the waitress's father. And brutal. did you look a bit like the waitress or? No, I don't know. Not really. Not really. I think it was just purely based on age. Might you be of age to be the waitress's father? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a terrifying thing. I'm yes. 39. She's 19. <laughs> right. And that suddenly dawned on me as well. That I could very well be a father. Yeah. The first time you can be mistaken for the father of an adult person. Not a five-year-old, a father of a 20-year-old. They're born in the 90s. Some of these people were born in the 90s. Born in the 90s, that's right. The first moment that you say things like that, you were born in the 90s? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) (laughs) And you make them check. (laughs) You make them check. You go... No, no one born in the 90s can be no in a workplace. Born in the 90s. Surely, right. you know. <laughs> that moment when someone born in the years that you were a teenager or a young adult is out and about being a young adult. See, policeman looks 12, the Prime Minister is way too young and those school teachers are no older than the students. Same kind of thing. Of course, music is a great marker. I went back to uni to do a bit of study and thought that I was still kind of cool and I uh, was talking to some of the students who'd come straight out of high school and one was wearing a Nirvana t-shirt and I said, oh, they're a great band in the 90s when I was heavily into music and they said, oh, I didn't realise they were a band. They actually bought the shirt from a, a retro line at men's shop <laughs> and um, I was probably old enough to be this guy's dad. Yeah. I thought 90s bands were still cool. You know? That's right. Well, just yeah. that shock when you suddenly yeah. realise that it's like a, the music of your youth is now so old, young yeah. people don't know it. My moment was when I realised, we were talking hip-hop music, and I realised when they were referring to Tupac Shakur and, and Notorious B.I.G., those artists, these young kids were actually saying, oh, they were around when you were around. <laughs> and that was true. And we're like, that is true. They were actually yeah. alive when we were listening to them. Yeah. Now they are not. Yeah. Wow, I am old. That's right. So is that the first time someone's referred to you as like old? You know, like, oh, they were around when you were around. Like, there was an around back then that they yeah, weren't and, part and, of, and you in, know. In, in hip-hop terms, they use the word old G. Old gangster, but old G. And they were like, well, you're a bit of an old G, aren't you? You're a bit of an old G. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I used to call other people old Gs. Now I am one. So, yeah, it's it's, humbling. And what is the Tupac era? Is that when, when is that? And you're talking about the early 90s to mid-90s, right. uh, like about 97, I think is all sort of 
I think he got shot. Yeah, so yeah. A bit of a gruesome ending, but yeah. uh, it, it's it's and these kids are picking it up and they're mixing tracks from back in the way. Mm. And and like I'm referring to it now, like back in the way, because it was yep. wow. It's was, it's, it's, it's heritage hip hop now, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm technically in the old G class, just See, like you know. Well, this yeah. is how old I, I'm. Like pre G. Um, so <laughs> I am so old that that is music that I still think of as kind of new that I never really got onto. Yeah, but I think now <laughs> there might be a class of different Gs. You might be the old, you might be the 3G. No, I'm definitely the... pre-G. Like, there was no Gs. There were no gangsters. What were gangsters? Yeah, I didn't... Uh, you would have had the... You I'm, had the, I'm uh... so old I tried to correct the spelling of gangster, Mohammed. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. You know, there's a young friend of ours. She'll be 30 or so. She's an actress. And I'm kind of saying to her, have you seen the Catherine Hepburn movies? And it's like I might have well said, have you seen Sarah Bernhardt? You know, like, it was such an old reference that she had no idea what I was talking about. There is the fashion moment, of course. I can remember as if it was yesterday I was so scarred by it, even though it's over 20 years ago. I was walking down King Street in Newtown. I was 30, and I saw this jacket in a shop window, and it was really cool. And I walked in and I tried it on and I looked at it in the mirror and it fitted and it was black and it had epaulettes and it was just really cool. And then this wave of realisation rushed over me and where the hell are you going to wear this? (laughs) (laughs) You've got two young kids, you never go out, you're tired all your life. Mm. And I was so sad. Yeah. And you were 30. I was 30, yeah. Wow. That was the end of funky clothing. Totally the end of funky clothing. I mean, you get to your 50s and you try and go back there again and you just look ridiculous. Yeah. That moment when you go, I'm still wearing the clothes from my youth, which make me look exactly like an old man. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? hairstyles as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wearing exactly, you know, I've got jeans and a T-shirt on, but I look like, but that marks me not as a funky person. It marks me as an old person. Yeah. <laughs> but we still think we're here. We look in the mirror and go, looking good. The government insists on telling you that you're old. Jeff, you have some of the most confronting evidence of that with you right now. I have. What have I you got? I just, just got a bowel cancer test kit in the mail. <laughs> Over 50? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's just the start of it. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> I also right. got a letter two weeks ago about what I'm going to do with my super when I retire. Yeah. You know, you're getting up there and they're starting to get on you. Bowel cancer kit and superannuation. Hello, Talkback Radio. Many of us are still out there swimming, running, surfing. I only turned 46 yesterday. Yeah. And not a couple of months ago, I was at the Olympic pool. I swim every morning. Mm. And cocky young 22-odd-year-old fella beside me after I got out, who had just burned him off, um, looked at me and said, oh, geez, you're pretty fit. You don't go too bad for an old bloke. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's the age. You can be fit and you can still keep up with the youngsters, but sometime between now and the next two years, it'll drop off. I'm just beginning to keep away from any heavy contact sports. <laughs> After two years off soccer with a knee injury, yeah. it's just about over, yeah. I think. Yeah. Funny you should say about Halloween. The other night, a realisation there was I've gone from being too young and hip and cool to do it because that's an American thing, to going, look at all these beautiful young kids <laughs> coming knocking on the door, enjoying themselves. <laughs> There's a shift. At some point in your life, you're too cool to be with the kids, then you don't even notice kids. You can't imagine having kids. You have kids. Everyone's having kids. Kids are everywhere. 
It's like you go to schoolies, then 21sts, then weddings, then christenings, then 40ths, and then the 50ths, and then the big parties, perhaps not so much. The signs come at you. I noticed that when I started to somehow rather acquire a knighthood when I went into clothing stores and retail stores. Previously, I'd been mate and, you know, and everything like this, and then I suddenly became sir. Sir. <laughs> so I was sir to every, every one of these young things that would serve in these yeah. retail stores. Yeah. So I told them, look, I haven't been knighted yet. You don't have to call me sir. But that's when I realised that that was a, a turning point, if you like, yeah. in, the, in the demographic. That moment when you walk into the clothing store and you realise this is not for you. This is for young men. And you can tell they're not even interested. The no. guy will look up and look at you and go, there is nothing in here for you, sir. Well, given a, given a bit of middle-aged spread as well, you know, you go from uh, an L or an XL to yeah. a 5XL now, That's you know right. what I mean? So That's you think, right. uh, no, no, yeah. this is not for me. Yeah. They're, they're looking at you going, don't even try to try anything on, we don't even make yeah, your size. I, I actually went to a suit store and they said, uh, look, we don't have any sizes of your size anymore, so we have it in our special store, you know. <laughs> so, uh, again, it was one of those things where, you know, these tight-fitting suits that are for the younger generation, yeah. uh, you realise that, yeah, no, you're not part of that anymore. Of course, your body screams it at you, but what you don't need are other people getting in there first. Recently I was in hospital and they had to do some tests, some scans and things and the doctor, the young, attractive blonde female doctor said to me oh, so we won't have to do a pregnancy test because that's all finished, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, oh, I'll do one if you want me to. <laughs> all that pregnancy stuff will have stopped now. Is that, I mean <laughs> yeah, do doctors have rude. Don't doctors have a better way of handling that interaction, you know? She she saw my age. Right. And she 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 just made an assumption. But right. you know, I just thought that was really mean. I reckon <laughs> anything shy of 70, you should allow the benefit of the yeah. doubt there. <laughs> well, the, the irony is, and this is really sharing, uh, it is possible I could still get pregnant, but mm. she, just, she just assumed that was completely like, let's not even go there. Note to health professionals, figure out a way of asking or ascertaining that fact that doesn't imply you'd be past it, hey? I went to the Powerhouse Museum about 15 years ago. And the first typewriter I used in my first job was there. <laughs> I'm not a museum piece yet. It's a museum exhibit. It's a museum exhibit at the powerhouse. Wow. And is it labelled, you know, early primitive technology? It was electric, so sort of oh. second gen. Oh, second gen. Sort of a bit funky. Yeah, that was a bit scary. I used to be one of the youngest ones and I changed a new workplace and was wondering why no one was inviting me out anymore, thinking I was the same age as everybody, until I heard a conversation and I'm the same age as their parents. Same age as their parents? Yeah, yeah. And so when, when you're talking about the young ones, you mean like the 30-year-olds or the 20-year-olds? 25 to 30, yeah. And in your mind, the 25 to 30-year-olds should still be telling you where Friday night drinks are? Exactly, exactly, right. absolutely. <laughs> and the, cr the cringeworthy thing is, I've got to be careful with the Christmas parties coming up, but I just go home and I don't stay. And you don't, oh, they'll invite you to the Christmas party, won't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there, but I don't want to be the last person standing. The young people stop talking now when I come around because the old person has come around. Or the other thing they do is they stop talking like young people and begin to talk like they think they should for the old person. I know there's stuff they don't talk about in front of me anymore. Sex, drugs, and they're not interested in rock and roll. But all that other stuff, young people don't talk about it in front of old people. So I sort of came out of the 
came to lying face down in a paddock with two broken ribs um, after falling off my motocross bike and just kind of realised that maybe I shouldn't be doing this sort of thing anymore. Yes. It's the skateboard moment. Silly old fool came to mind. Silly old fool <laughs> moment. It's the it's the moment when you sort of, I think I was maybe about 40 or something and came across, you know, I don't know why there was, maybe it was a, a, a nephew got a skateboard or something like that. It wasn't, wasn't my own kids. I would think of myself at 16 or 17, demon skateboard rider, loved it, did a lot of it. And then I put, I put one foot on the skateboard and went, I haven't got a clue what to do now. Like, and all, all I could see was broken wrists and everything. I'm going, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing was my son witnessed the whole thing. He was on his motorbike in a paddock, and now he just says to me, "Dad, slow down. You don't, don't, don't go so fast anymore." The surfing, the middle-aged soccer game, the skiing after you haven't done it for a year or two, all of it seems much harder than it used to be. But really, even when you're actually younger, there's always someone younger. Okay, I'm 30, so I think I'm still young until last year, uh, my husband and I were walking past, I don't know, two 15-year-olds, and one of them said hi to me. So I said hi back. And then as we were walking past, I overheard the girl say to her friend, I like saying hi to old people. <laughs> oh, I'm like, I'm not old people. <laughs> That's so cruel. It is. That's so cruel, isn't it? Yeah. So now I'm old people. Now you're old people. Well, you're not as bad as Mary's text to Bernadette. And she said, I was in an unfamiliar car park. Before I left the car, I was checking my surroundings to make sure I could find it again. A very nice woman came over looking concerned and said, are you all right? And I realised I'm in my late 60s and to her I look like a confused old lady. (laughs) 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 So it's not as bad as that. No, it's just when people attempt to be nice, they're just so cruel without realising it. They are cruel with their consideration. How dare they? You notice when you're filling out a form online, you have to scroll down quite a long way to get to your birth year. Matinees become attractive. You like the restaurant because it's an easy walk from the car park. You, oh please, that'll do. The entire world wants to rear up and scream ancient at us. And you have to accept it because it's true. Well, that's been Headroom. I hope you've enjoyed it. It was put together by me, by Samuel Phelps. Jen Fleming's the producer of the Afternoon Radio Program. Go and review, rate it, or just get on with your life. I don't mind. See you soon.